Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift up your hands unto the Lord. We bless you. Emra metiasi Meji Bodinaye Emra metiasi Meji Bodinaye Wasaye yo Wasaye Oh, 
you we place you in the highest place there is none like you to you we come to you we gather Sunday after Sunday to seek your face to hear your voice to commune with you to receive a touch from you and this morning let it not be an exception May we hear from you. May we receive a touch from you. May we be drawn closer to you. May your glory be revealed to us. In the mighty name of Jesus. And as we go into your word. That living word that is able to save our souls. As we gaze into that perfect law of liberty. May we see what we must see. May we determine to correct what we must correct in our lives. May our lives be blessed that we came this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, have we prayed with thanksgiving. And let the people of God say, Amen. Amen. Give Jesus a mighty hand Amen. clap, my friends. Hallelujah. Amen. And you may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Tell your neighbor it's good to see you. And I'm glad you're here this morning. 
I know you'll be blessed that you came. And your life will not be the same. Ask him or her, do you believe it? Do you really, really believe it? If you believe it, then clap your hands and celebrate Jesus this morning. This morning, I am going to share with you the last message in the series on becoming more like Jesus, specifically steps to becoming more like Jesus. This, I believe, is part four of steps to becoming more like Jesus. And we've gone on a journey to understand how we can become more like Jesus. Let's look at our foundational scriptures, shall we? First one, Romans chapter 8, verse 28 to 30. Romans 8, 28 to 30. It says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God. And are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance. Can you please drop me a little bit in the monitors? It will help. Because I'm feeding back. Thank you. For God knew his people in advance. And he chose them to become like his son. So that his son will be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. Notice what it says in verse 29, and he chose them to become like his son. Lift up your hand and say with me, I have been chosen. I have been chosen to become like Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, we're reading verse 17 to 18. For the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like him. Makes us more and more like him. That is Jesus. As we are changed into his glorious image. Hallelujah. Amen. Then the third scripture, First John chapter 3 and verse 2. Dear friends, 
We are already God's children. But he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him. We will be like him. We will be like him. For we will see him as he really is. Hallelujah. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Now, all of us are carriers of a prophetic destiny. I'll say it again. All of us, each one of us, is a career of a prophetic destiny. Lift up your hand and say, I am a career of a prophetic destiny. Your destiny is your future. And I'm announcing to you that there is a prophecy surrounding your future. God has purposed and destined that we should be like his son, our Lord Jesus. That is our prophetic destiny. That is God's main purpose and agenda for our lives that we will become like Jesus. There is a past dimension to it. And we found out in Romans 8, 28 to 30, where it is revealed to us that God knew us in advance and he chose us to become like his son. Chose past. So he chose us to be like his son. So we have been chosen. We have already been chosen. To become like his son. Then there is a present continuous dimension of it. We see that in 2 Corinthians 3, 17 to 18. Which we read. Where he talks about the spirit making us more and more like him. As we are changed into his glorious image. So the Holy Spirit is working on us presently. Making us more and more like Jesus. And we are being transformed on a day-to-day basis into the image of our beloved Christ. Then there's also a future aspect to it. There is a future dimension to becoming more like Jesus. We see that in 1 John 3 verse 2 where it says that when Christ appears we will be like him. That is future. That is something yet to happen. It hasn't yet happened. 
So when we talk about becoming like Jesus, you must understand that it's connected to our past. It's connected to our present. And it is also linked to our future. Hallelujah. May I inform you in case you've missed it. That becoming more like Jesus is a major key to being blessed and doing well in this life. And the reason is this. When we become more like Jesus, we become more pleasing to God. And when we are pleasing to him, there is no good thing he will withhold from us. What that means for you, my friend, is seek to become more like Jesus. And you will see more and more of your needs met in this life. You will have answers to many of your prayers. As a matter of fact, as we become more and more like Jesus even our desires will line up with what he wants for us and that actually is how all your prayers can be answered we can have God answering every single prayer that we lift up to him it is possible but to get to that place, even our desires, what we want, must be in line with what he wants for us. So if what you want is what he wants for you, then there's no problem for him to grant you what you want. This year, as you become more like Jesus, as you become more pleasing to him, may all your prayers be answered. May all your needs be met. May every breakthrough you are waiting for be manifested. May every blessing you crave for be revealed in your life. Can I hear your loudest amen? Amen. Hallelujah. We have moved on from there and... For the past three weeks, we've been looking at steps to becoming more like Jesus. Because becoming more like Jesus is one thing. And knowing how to become like him is another thing. So I have taken you on a journey to understand the steps there may be many more steps but I've settled on these few steps to guide us in our quest to become more like Jesus and the first step to become more like Jesus we must fully understand what it means to become like him. What does it really mean to become more like Jesus? It means that we must begin to think more like him. We must begin to act more like him. We must begin to talk more like him. And we must begin to feel more like him. That is what it actually means to become more like Jesus. So when we get to a place where how we think, how we act, how we talk, how we feel are more like how Jesus thought. 
how he acted, how he spoke, and how he fell, then we can say that we are becoming more like Jesus. Because Jesus thought in a certain way. So the Bible says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus also acted in a certain way. Everywhere he went, he did good. So that is what we must seek to do. To do good everywhere we go. Tell your neighbor, if you do good, you do for yourself. If you do bad, you do for yourself. Tell your neighbor, that one too is a song. Clap your hands unto the Lord. You thought I was going to sing the song. I won't sing it. Then, Jesus also spoke in a certain way. He was gracious in the way he spoke. So, you and I must be gracious in how we talk. Hallelujah. The insults must stop. Tell your neighbor, don't insult me again. Even in your head, don't insult me. Do you know that somebody can insult you in, 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 in his or her head? Ah. Have you insulted somebody in your head before? Bibri. Yes. Even I have done some. Bibri. May the Lord forgive me my sins and trespasses. Stretch forth your hand towards me and say, Father, forgive our pastor. Thank you. And Father, forgive them too. Forgive them. Amen. Forgive them too. Amen. Yeah. So we have balanced the equation. Now, Jesus also felt in a certain way. He had feeling. He he had compassion for people. And ladies and gentlemen, if we're going to become more like Jesus, we must have the kind of heart that he had. We must have feelings for people. Hallelujah. So, to become more like Jesus, we must fully understand what it means to become like him. The second step to become more like Jesus, we must recognize that it's the Holy Spirit who works in us to make this possible. But all of us have a part to play. We must recognize that it is the Holy Spirit who works in us to make us become more like Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. When I got born again many years ago, there was a song we used to sing. Some of you may be familiar with it. Something on the inside is working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Something on the inside is working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Something on the inside is working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Oh, what a change in my life. Then we always added, Holy Ghost on the inside is working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Holy Ghost on the inside is working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Holy Ghost on the inside is working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. 
taught in those days that the kind of change that must happen in our lives can only happen through the work of the Holy Spirit in us. Hallelujah. So, the Holy Ghost is working on the inside of us. And that is what gives rise to the change that is seen on the outside. And so we must understand that it is the spirit of God working in us. That is what results in us becoming more and more like Jesus. I say it emphatically again that without the Holy Spirit it cannot happen. But it does not just rest on the Holy Spirit. You and I have a part to play. There must be a cooperation between the Holy Spirit and us. We must agree with him. We must work together with him. We must all pull in the same direction. That is the only way our objective will be realized. So it is the Holy Spirit working in us and we cooperating with him that makes it possible for us to become more like Jesus. Hallelujah. Number three, to become more like Jesus, we must know him more. Is that not so? Number four, to become more like Jesus, we need to know where we currently are. You got to know where you are. Because becoming more like Jesus is measurable. You can see your progress or lack of it. It it is not a vague thing. It is something that can be measured. And I told you about how you can use an app called Google Maps to find your way to anywhere on the face of the earth. If the place exists, you can use Google Maps together. So if you want to go somewhere you want to go to a place in the United Kingdom. I can show you how to get there. I may not have been there before. But I'm just going to ask you for the address to the place. And I will enter it in. So you can go to anywhere in the UK. Isn't that exciting? Just enter in the address and you can get there. But knowing how you can get there is another matter altogether in relation to how to actually get there. If I enter a place in the UK right now, Google Maps will open and it will show me. But as you are seeing it on your screen like that, we are talking about thousands of kilometers. You can drive there. Yes, you can. When you get there, it's another issue. The other day, some people went by road to the UK. Is that not so? Hey, it's, not, it's not a journey that I'll advise you to embark on. Neither should you become a stowaway or stowaway on a plane. 
Or in a ship. If they catch you, you become a Jonah. The grace of God was upon Jonah. And the fish that swallowed him, it vomited him back. I cannot guarantee that the fish that will swallow you will have indigestion and then land you on the shores of the UK. I cannot guarantee that. Don't also try to cross the Sahara Desert. Where are you going? Please, stay at your bechele like that. When God makes a way for you, you will get there by all means. I see you getting there one day. Hallelujah. But you see, for Google Maps to be able to show you how to get to your destination, it needs to know where you are currently. So it's going to look for your current location. And based on your current location, it will begin to guide and direct you on what to do, what steps to take to get to where you want to get to. So it's important for you also to appreciate that to become more like Jesus you need to know where you are in that journey to becoming like Jesus where are you? have you made any progress at all? from the time you got born again where are you? on that ladder of progression to becoming more like Jesus where exactly are you? You can see it. And when you know where you are, then you have a basis to work upon and to build upon to get to where you must get to. Hallelujah. Number five, to become more like Jesus, we must not be satisfied with ourselves. Neither must we be complacent. Actually, to be satisfied with yourself and be complacent are about the same thing. So we must not be satisfied with ourselves. We must not be complacent. Hallelujah. Amen. Last week, I watched a football match that I told myself I won't watch. I told told myself that this match I won't watch. I don't know who went to worry me. And I watched it. And what I knew would happen it happened. It was the match between Baba Black Sheep otherwise known as the black stars of Ghana against the the Mozambique national team. As I watched the match, we scored one. Then we scored two. And then I watched the players. I watched what they were doing on the field. And I said to myself, these guys, they've started their thing again. Just a few minutes to the end of the match, the Mozambique national team scored one. I thought that my people would change their strategy. <laughs> and then the coach also made some changes that up to today, I don't understand. The second goal that the people scored and not the Medjenemwa and no, I mean to ask you. I don't get it. Ask your neighbor, do you get it? Because I don't get it. I know 
what I saw with my, my, my two eyes. No, four eyes because I have my natural eyes and I'm wearing glasses also. Uh-huh. I saw a ball that was on its way across the line and it was going to result in a goal kick for my national team. Then my goalkeeper. My goalkeeper. My goalkeeper. My goalkeeper. A ball that was going harmlessly over the line. You want to touch it. <laughs> and the ball went over. And what should have been a goal kick became a corner kick. And from that resultant corner kick, the people scored. If you want to ask me what the problem is with this bar bar black sheep, it's called complacency. Uh-huh. And you can always see it in their body language. That's when they want to start doing keche styles. So straightforward. Look, you see, ball, ball, yeah, at once. Hey, then you see them. And I'll tell you something this thing called complacency. It is something that can just disorient everything good that is going on in your life. Yeah. When you get to a point where you are very satisfied with with yourself. And and you feel that I have arrived. And you feel that there is nothing more. That thing. Self-satisfaction. And complacency. It can just disorient you and it can just take you off course and you see it in all areas of life spiritually when you get to a place where you feel that I have arrived yeah that oh, now dear when I can see things I can see things small small you see so God gives you some one or two visions. And then you begin to feel that you have a prophetic ministry. Excuse me. One or two dreams. Even 20 visions. <laughs> do not make you a prophet. Please. You are not a prophet. To be a prophet is an office that God must call you into. You say when I got born again, my tongues were ba 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 shaba ba 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 ba. Now my tongues are ekutubututu, eshutukututu, amatututu, ezokututu. So it's like a machine gun kind of thing. So it means that I am very spiritual. Tell your neighbor, excuse me. You have a business. That's because of some small profit that you realized in 2023. <laughs> now you started blowing time. Buying big things. Eating big things. Wearing big things. You, you, you see your face. You see your face. It's because you think you have, you have arrived. So complacency. 
It's something we must watch against. And in our quest to become more like Jesus, we must do everything that we can not to become complacent. Because when we become complacent, it will hinder us from achieving our goals. Put your hands together for Jesus. Number six. Number six. What is number six in your notes? To become more like Jesus, we must be determined and committed to achieve this. Number seven, to become more like Jesus, we must appreciate that it is not an event. It is a process. And that is why you must not be discouraged. Don't be discouraged as you are striving to become more like Jesus. You may stumble. You may slip. You may not be seeing the progress the way you desire to see it. But don't throw up your arms in despair and tell yourself that I tell yourself that I cannot. Don't tell yourself that I'm a loser. Don't tell yourself that I cannot make it. No. Because it is a process. It is not an event. It is a process. And you must always resolve to keep pressing on. And fighting on. Until we become like him. So look at the scripture again. 2 Corinthians 3.18 From the NIV version of the Bible. Is he preaching also? I can hear my little boy. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 3.18. We read it, but let's look at it from the NIV. It says, And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image. Are being transformed. Which means that it is a process. It is a process. It is not an event. It is a process. And it is a lifelong experience. So you cannot get to a point and tell yourself that I have arrived. That I have finished. That now dear, I am actually like Jesus. No. Every day there's something else to work on. Every day, there's something else to tweak. So understand that it is a process. So that you don't get discouraged along the way. Hallelujah. Number eight. To become more like Jesus. Did I share that with you? Okay, let's finish then. To become more like Jesus, we must watch out for pride. Because it will set us back. Hallelujah. Amen. To become more like Jesus, we must watch out for pride. Because it will set us back. Now, what is pride? Pride is when you have a high or excessive opinion of yourself. Pride is when you have a high or excessive opinion of yourself. 
So you have a high and excessive opinion of your dignity. Or of your position. Of your importance. Of your merit. And you begin to feel, feel that you are superior to others around you. Now, when you have this thing called pride, it shows in how you think. It shows in how you talk. And it shows in what you do. So that is what pride is. A high and an excessive opinion of yourself. Of course, you must think well of yourself. Don't, don't also walk through life with a very false sense of humility. That I am nothing. That I'm nobody. That I'm useless. That I'm like a mosquito in this life. You are not a mosquito, okay? You are not. And, and there, there is a way you must have a certain amount of pride in who you are especially in who you are in Christ Jesus. But what I'm talking about is an overbloated impression of yourself. And that thing becomes a problem. And in striving to become like Jesus, we have to watch out against it. Because that has been the bane of many Christians. Many pastors. Many churches. And many ministries. It's like when we see what God is doing with us and through us. Then we begin to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. But look at what the Bible says about pride. Proverbs 16 verse 18. It says pride goes before destruction. And haughtiness before a fall. So it means that before you see destruction, often you will see a display of pride. That's what the Bible is saying. Romans 12, verse 3. New Living Translation. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. It's not an advice. It's not a plea. It is a warning. And what is this warning? Don't think you are better than you really are. Don't think you are better than you really are. When you start thinking that you are better than you really are, it's a manifestation of pride. It says, be honest in your evaluation of yourself. Measure yourselves by the faith God has given us. First Peter chapter 5, verse 5 to 6. In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders. And all of you 
Dress yourselves in humility. Wear it. Dress yourselves in humility. As you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud. But gives grace to the humble. As we seek to become more like Jesus. We got to stay humble. Even if we see a lot of progress. Maybe we pray more. We read the Bible more. We know the scriptures more. We are serving God more. We are giving more to support the kingdom of God. Even when we see all those things. We should stay very humble. Because pride. Will derail us. I mean. The Jesus that we are seeking to become like was the epitome of humility. Even think about how he came into this world. He was not born at the Bechele Teaching Hospital. He was born in a stable. That's humility. He was not put in a regular baby's cot. It was a box that the, the, the cattle ate from. That was his cot. He was not born to noble parents or high and mighty people in society. He was born to an ordinary girl. And a carpenter. Atta Joseph. Those were the parents he had. And God designed it so. Because God is an expert at using the weak things or the foolish things of this world to confound the mighty. One day somebody told Jesus that I'll follow you everywhere you go. And Jesus explained to him that foxes have holes. Birds have nests. But the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. In other words, I don't have a house. So as you are following me, you must, you must really think seriously about it. Yeah. Look at the kind of people he related with. The ordinary people. They were his friends. The Pharisees even took him up on it. Why do you interact with the publicans and the sinners? Why do you always spend time with them? He said to them, leave me alone. Leave me alone. They are the reason why I came. If you are well, you don't need a doctor these guys they are not well and I am Dr. Jesus who has come to solve their problems before he left during the last supper with his disciples he went to fetch water organized the towel tied it around his waist went from disciple to disciple took their dirty smelly feet and washed them and he told them I set this example for you so that you will follow my example I am describing somebody whose very life 
exhibited humility. So we cannot, as we seek to become like Jesus, we cannot become so full of pride. Because when that happens, we will slip. We will be derailed. And we will not become like him. Can I have an amen from somebody? So as we move through this life, let's be very cool. Don't get to a point where I say, I cannot relate with such people. I can't talk to such people. I I can't do such work in the house of God. I I can't be around to be sent to do anything. When you begin to think that way, it shows how far you are from becoming like Jesus. And whatever God has done in your life, Whatever height is lifted you to, or where, how far you have come in your effort to become like Jesus, let's always remind ourselves to stay humble and always say, I am what I am by the grace of God because pride will lead to a fall. Hallelujah. I remember a story. I've told you the story. Maybe I have, maybe I have not. There's a story that I read when I was in primary school. It was part of our English comprehension textbook. So in the, there are stories and then we are asked questions based on those stories. But of all the stories, there are two stories that I remember up to today. One of them was Nyamiche and the talking goat. But the other one is a story about two frogs and a bed. Once upon a time. Oh, you don't. Well, I said once upon a time. time, time. Uh-huh, that is the correct response. Two beds. No, mommy, you know. And a frog. They were friends. I don't know how birds and frogs can be friends. But these guys were friends. And they used to get on very nicely. They lived in a certain place. And things were okay there. But one day. Or during a certain period. There was a great famine. And the rain stopped falling. So the places dried up. And things became very difficult. So the bears decided that it's time to migrate. But as they were preparing for their journey, as they were packing their suitcase, their towel, their toothbrushes and everything, they became worried. They said, ah, but what about our friend the frog? Because he's in great danger of dying here. And the frog said, hmm. I can't fly. So they decided to have an emergency meeting to discuss what they can do to help their friends. They thought and thought and thought. Then suddenly the frog jumped. And he said, I have a plan. I have a plan. I have a plan. The bear said, What is it? What is it? What is it? And he said, This is what we can do. I don't have wings. I can't fly. But you can fly. So this is what we must do. Just get a, get a piece of stake, a twig. 
and you hold one end with your mouth and so one end and then the other one should hold the other end in its mouth or in its beak then I have the biggest mouth of all <laughs> called a big mouth so I will hold the middle part of the twig and then you guys will fly and that way you can take me to where you want to go and the two best started to clap their hands said what a brilliant idea you are a genius and the frogs said don't say that don't say that you are making my head sweet me too much don't say that so the day came and they, they took off on the journey and they were flying and it was working and the frog was enjoying the view and was singing in his head what a wonderful world singing in his head as they were going there was somebody who was lazily gazing up the sky then he saw the sight two birds flying with a frog in the middle the person said hey I've never seen anything like this before what a wonderful sight whose idea was it who came up with this beautiful idea Mr. Frog couldn't stand the thought that this man would not know that it was he the frog that came up with the idea. He opened his mouth and was going to say it's me. So what happened to the frog? It fell. He died. And it was just because of pride wanted to be healed wanted to be acknowledged wanted to be saluted and celebrated and it lost its life and actually that's what pride can do to us that is why in our lives wherever we get to let's always remember to give glory to God let's stay cool let, let, let's not begin to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. Listen to me. There's a place that God wants to take you to. It's a good place. It's a blessed place. It's a place of well-being and abundance. But to get there, we need to always have on our cloak of humility. Always always and when it comes to becoming more like Jesus we have to stay humble no matter what God uses us for what God is doing with us through us by us we got to stay humble and, and this thing that I'm talking about eh, it keeps happening over and over and over again where God does things in our lives then it gets into our heads and then we change and turn and become something else may this church remain humble in our own sight Amen. and as we become more and more like Jesus 
let's not begin to look down on others let's not begin to look down on others and begin to treat people anyway, anyhow can I have an amen from somebody hallelujah tell the person sitting by you my friend God is going to bless you God is going to lift you up God is going to make you great you'll be celebrated in this life you will go places in this life but please remember that at every point in time you must remain humble put your hands together for Jesus let's end it number 9 to become more like Jesus we must be patient and persistent we must be patient and persistent hallelujah Romans 8 23 to 25 it says and we believers also grown even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory for we long for our bodies to, to be released from sin and suffering we too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children including the new bodies he has promised us we were given this hope when we were saved if we already have something we don't need to hope for it but if we look forward to something something we don't yet have we must wait patiently and confidently we must wait patiently patiently a lot of good things in this life come through patience. And if you rush to get certain things, if you are in a hurry to get to a certain height in your life, you are likely to trip and you are likely to miss it. Because there's nobody who has made it who did not exercise this quality of patience any height that you want to rise to in any agenda of yours you are going to need patience so in becoming more like Jesus we have to be patient remember I shared with you a message with the title the project called me where I explained to us that God is working on us and it, it, what he's doing takes time. And there's a need to be patient. So to become more like Jesus, we need to be patient. And we need to persist. To be persistent. To, to persist describes a certain force that is pushing you to achieve your goal. So in Hebrews 12, 1 to 2, 
Verse 2 says, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Another version says, let us run with perseverance the race that God has set before us. So as we seek to become more like Jesus, we must be patient and we must be persistent and we must not give up on ourselves. And the last step to become more like Jesus we must develop the right relationships and associations 1 Corinthians 15 33 do not be so deceived amplified version do not be so deceived and misled amplified Evil companionships that means communion or associations corrupt and deprave good manners and morals and character. Psalms 1 verse 1 to 3. All the joys of those this is um, New Living Translation. All the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers but they delight in the law of the law meditating on it day and night they are like trees planted along the river bank bearing fruit each season their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do may you prosper in everything that you do now you see this scripture is describing people who are doing well or people who do well but it's connected it's connecting how well they are doing to a certain stance that they have taken. They don't follow the advice of the wicked. They don't stand around with sinners. And they don't join in with mockers. So these two scriptures that I read are trying to get us to understand that our environment our associations, our relationships have a great effect on us. And as we are seeking to become more like Jesus, we got to watch environments, places where we find ourselves, people we hang around with, people we commune with. We got to be very careful about this because it can stop us from becoming like Jesus. I am not asking you to become antisocial. I'm not asking you to become a snob. That's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm also not asking you to become somebody who you know, very quickly cuts off people out of your life. But I'm saying something to you. As we are seeking to become more like Jesus, it must be clear to us that there's a certain environment that will not help where you work, where you stay. Do you know that some of us, if God makes a way for us to travel to America, to Canada and all these places, do you know that we will spoil? 
We'll just be there, you'll be doing videos and say, Glass in Glass in I'm telling you, some of us, the way we are now. I a shy hills. I am your shy hills. If God makes the mistake of opening the door for us to relocate, the next time we see you, we knew you as Kwabna. You come and tell us that my name is not Kwabna. Don't call me Kwabna again. Your name will know. We knew that you came from just around the corner. When you are walk, you throw your legs. That's how we know you to walk. And we are okay with it. What is this walking that has changed? We say, Kwabna, why are you walking like that? Say, Don't call me Kwabna again. My name is Adwa. <laughs> I'm telling you something. Environment can can just change you completely. I remember one daughter of mine. She used to work in a graphic designing company. There were just a couple of girls there. And the rest of them were guys. Now these guys were I mean profane. I mean profane. Talking, using lewd language and saying all kinds of horrible things. Yeah, they were very good at that. And then they say all sorts of things, crack all kinds of jokes. Can come to the office with condoms and blow them, make them balloons and set them flying in the office. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the environment. And I remember she used to complain about this Then one day, she told me that something is changing in me gradually. Because now when they are saying the things, I find it funny. I laugh with them. I joke with them. And I can see that something is changing. I told her that we are changing jobs. (laughs) This, This is it. I started to make some moves and then I got her another place to work now this was a Christian environment it was a Christian setting and up till today she's very grateful to me for it but the environment was having an effect on her don't joke with environment even church environment eh, it can have an effect on you you see, as we are talking about becoming more like yeah, Jesus, Jesus, do you think that that is what every church is looking at? Debbie, 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 Debbie. <laughs> no. There are some churches, that's not what they are thinking about at all. They're projecting something else, somebody else, apart from this Jesus who came to die for us. So it's not everywhere that you can be. It's not everywhere that you can Yeah. Even where you stay. Because if you stay in a certain environment, a lot of smoking, a lot of weed, a lot of... Look! Because of where you are staying, 
you know all the bad songs in the world. Because where you're staying is behind a, a pub. And they are taking. So you know all the songs. One day, if we ask you to lead worship, before you realize you've raised, <laughs> you've raised one of those songs. I don't joke with those things. So. Look, I have found myself singing songs that are as a, ah, what song are you singing? Yeah. No, because for those of us in the music thing, eh, there, there's a way your mind consciously or unconsciously registers things. Yeah. Hey, it's very wild. Pa. Those of us in the in the music, like Pastor James and Co. Ah. Hey. I'm explaining something to you. Environment. That's why when you're when you're sending your child to school, you have to think about it. You have to pray seriously about it. Lot of children who, who become something else, they become beasts because of the school that they went. When they were going, they were okay. But the time they went, first them, second them, third them, your child has changed. Even where you send your little baby to, it's not just about oh, they have pink walls, oh, they have yellow flowers, oh, they have televisions in all the rooms, oh, they have beautiful baby cots with beautiful sheets for all the children. And their fees is moderate. But usually those schools, their fees are not moderate. Yes. <laughs> it's not just about that though. One sister in church, she's sitting there somewhere. Her little son. She had to go back to work. So, they couldn't get any proper help at home. So, it's like I have to send the child to... Oh, yeah, me yomu bro, millennials. The child has to go to school by force. She found a place to take the child to. And she was so excited about the place. So that this place is nice. And it's also moderate. (laughs) The other day she called me and told me, I have taken my son out of there. In fact, I think she was asking me what to do. Because she went there, was interacting with the proprietress. And the sort of things that the woman was saying, it was like somebody who is into occultic things, very funny, weird things. I told her, take, the, take, take your child. Take your child from there. It may be better to send him to Manle Dada one and two crash. It would be better to send to Manle that one and two crash so, than this place with big names and all of that. I'm telling you something. You just don't allow your children to go just anywhere. You just don't do that. Yes, sir. You have to watch the environment. And then the relationships. Then the associations. I'm saying to you that I'm not calling on us to be snobbish. I'm not calling on us to be antisocial. But I have a daughter. One of my nicknames for her is Eraser. Eraser. Do you know Eraser? Or I should say Gump. Gump. You know Gump. Gump. That's one of my nicknames for her. Gump is a friend. Oh, really? I didn't know. So, Gump is eraser in French. Oh, I've learned something new. I was wondering where that word came from. Gump. Gump. G-U-M-P. 
Come. Come. Eraser. <laughs> Elvis says Lagomp. That's my nickname for her. Do you know why? Because I noticed that if you annoy her small, no. Cut of my life. You are no more my friend. I blocked you. And I had to work on her. And explain to her that we don't do that. But you see, I also understand that there are times in your life when you must be an eraser. When, when you must be a damn blocker. Yeah. Like if the, 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 there's somebody in your life constantly, consistently, persistently is leading you on a certain path. Or you, you have somebody who, whose presence in your life is very toxic. Toxic. Or somebody who's all the time leading you into bad things, into funny things. You need to know that if we are trying to become more like Jesus, there may actually be a need to erase such people. But to become more like Jesus, it comes at a cost. It comes with a price. It comes with sacrifices. Of course, you can't find somebody who is correcto, perfecto all the time in your life. Because you are not perfect. So how do you expect that the people around you will be perfect? But I'm explaining something to you. That if there's something that you can see constantly is leading you down, down, down and further and further away from becoming like Jesus. It may be an environment. It may be a certain company. A certain friend. A certain whatever. It is about time to deal with that thing so that you can make progress in becoming like Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, I am done. Rise to your feet, clap your hands unto the Lord. Lift up your hands unto the Lord. I want you to speak to God right now. Tell him, Jesus, I want to be, I need to be like you. Help me to be that. In the name of Jesus. Make that a simple prayer to the Lord right now. For a few seconds, speak to the Lord right now. I want to be like you, Jesus. I need to be like you, Jesus. Help me to be like you. Holy Spirit, help me to be like Jesus. This year, let me see real progress. Visible, tangible progress progress in my journey to becoming like Jesus. May I be more like you. May I be more like him. May I be more like him in the name of Jesus. I pray Holy Spirit help my infirmities. Help me to be more committed. Help me to be more determined. Help me to be more focused. Help me to be patient. Help me to persist to become like Jesus. Deliver me from pride. Deliver me from complacency. Deliver me from anything that will hinder me from achieving my set objective. In the mighty name of Jesus. Help me. Give me the strength to be able to rearrange things in my life. Help me to have a more controlled environment. 
Help me to control my associations. Help me to control the people around me in the name of Jesus. Anything that is toxic in my life, help me to deal with it. Help me to eliminate it in the name of Jesus. I thank you that this year, by your grace, by your mercy, through the help of the Holy Spirit, I will become more and more like Jesus. May your name be glorified as I achieve this. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You want to say, Pastor, I've been blessed by today's sermon. And I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want you to pray with me, please. I want Jesus to be Lord of my life. Pastor, will you pray with me? Oh, yes, I will pray with you. You may even be online watching us at this very moment. And deep inside you, you know that you don't really know Jesus as Lord. You have never surrendered your life to him. But today you want to take that step. And you want to acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior. Listen to me. I want to pray with you. And if you're here today and you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or you are watching me and you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are and let me pray for you this morning or this afternoon. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now, pray this prayer with me. Everywhere, pray this prayer in faith. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, today, I come to you just as I am. Oh God, please forgive me for all my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. Today, I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. For the rest of my life, I will serve him. I will follow him. I will live for him. Oh God, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you for hearing my prayer. I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. All glory to God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. And let everybody say, Amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.